0: All right, what's going on, wrestling family? Uh, it's Roy Koyama here, uh, High Performance Wrestling Athletics. Uh, with uh, actually, it's Coach's Corner is what we're running tonight as our series. Uh, it's, the sec- it's the second uh, episode—that's what you want to call it—or second uh, segment, and uh, we're going to be going over some uh, tips and tricks, some insights, some ideas. Of uh, what we can be doing uh, during the lockdown, as well as uh, the transition out, and then just normal everyday day life uh, in, in the life of a wrestler, uh, as well as the coaches and uh, even parents. So, uh, with that being said, our uh, guest tonight is Mr. Our Coach uh, Buck Watkins with Watkins Wrestling. Uh, he is also Correct. the uh, head coach. For uh, was it Fraser, Fraser Park, or no, not Fraser Park. Uh, what's what's the high school name? It's
1: um, it's uh, Fraser, uh, Fraser High School. It's, Fraser high school. Uh, a okay. small school in a small little uh,
0: sorry about that. That uh, just um, my a
1: small little town in periopolis,
0: Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I couldn't pronounce the, I couldn't pronounce the uh, the name of the town, uh, but it is right there in Pennsylvania, and as we all know, that uh, uh, Pennsylvania is a good place to be if you want to be a wrestler. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking to Buck Watkins uh, with Watkins Wrestling. Pretty exciting. Uh, he's been all over the place, uh, kind of really like having a dream uh, in my eyes of being able to travel all across the United States and uh, hold wrestling camps, uh, meet, meeting just every every type, type of wrestler, I, I would imagine, from all different walks of life. Uh, last year, from what I understand, and, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, that uh, uh, Buck had traveled about 40,000 miles, uh, did over 30 camps in one summer, and the goal, uh, from what I understand, is to uh, hit all fifty states, and that to me, yes, that is correct. yeah, that's that's like, you know, I I've only been to uh, Iowa, and I've been to uh, Kansas for for uh, wrestling, and uh, j- just I can't even imagine what that would be like, you know, to be able to travel and meet all these different coaches and kids and parents and. You know all the different communities because we all know uh, the wrestling community is just awesome. You know, just the, some of the best people that I've ever met. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I want to introduce Buck. So, uh, Buck, what what uh, what's going on out there in Pennsylvania?
1: Um, it's uh, raining right now. The state of Pennsylvania is starting to turn into well, at least my area. Starting to turn in Seattle. It seems to rain here every day. Um, Obviously, we're in quarantine here. Um, We have a lockdown order. And um, we're not able to get on a wrestling mat, you know, like the rest of the country. But um, one thing that's special about Pennsylvania is we have a lot of wrestling clubs. And a lot of them are going live on Facebook feeds and teaching technique. And kids are able to hop on, log on. And, um, you know, obviously there's been different things on Facebook and kids have had the opportunity to learn from some of the best in our country. And, you know, that's, that's pretty unique. Um, that's something that football can't do. You know, they can't, you know, they're, we had, uh, on Young Gun Wrestling, they had Jason Knopf do a 6am workout and there was probably hundreds of kids online, you know, watching, learning from him and. You know that's a unique experience for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I heard about uh, Jason going live on uh, Instagram on a on a daily basis. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um, so, you know, you're, you're you're traveling and doing all uh, all the camps. Uh, if I, I just want to kind of dive into you a little bit uh, first is is what what made you want to do that? You know how did, how did that all get started? Okay, that's
1: kind of crazy. So, this is kind of interesting. So, um, I uh, I was a teacher. I was teaching at a small-town rural school in North Carolina. This 2015, and I just finished my first year of coaching wrestling. And um, I was on a 10-month plan for my, uh, you know, pay scale. And so, I'm sitting there. It's like, I don't know, probably maybe towards the end of March, maybe mid-April. And I get on Instagram and I start, you know, seeing people talk about camps and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are hungry for the Pennsylvania wrestling. You know, a lot of people know it's the best in the country. And, you know, a lot of people can't afford to come out to Pennsylvania and wrestle. So I was like, you know what? I make a good income as a teacher. I'm just going to throw my shot out there and see if I can get some people, you know, say, Hey, look, this guy from Pennsylvania is going to come out and teach some technique. And so I went on Instagram. I found a couple clubs and I started reaching out to them and they reached, two of them reached out back to me. One was in, um, Fountain, Colorado and the other was in rain, Louisiana. And then from then on, I started watching other people, And I saw that um, a lot of people posted on Facebook and things like that. So, like, marketing ability. So, I was like, look. So, I kept thinking to myself. I'm like, look. This is what. I come from a small town. Um, I coach in a small town. And so, the people that I want to reach need to be in a small town. I need to find small town clubs, small town rural people who like to fish, shoot guns, you know, maybe ride horses or do something outdoors. And so that's what I, uh, that's what I started attracting more of. And so, because to me, everybody has a niche, okay? Everybody's got to play a part in in a community for a community to be successful. And there's other guys out there. There's big name clinicians. There's big name coaches, you know, they have their niche, you know, whether they have systems, where their leadership style is a lot of charisma. And they have that. I just like being the guy that's under radar. Um, I like staying under radar. I don't obviously have a national championship in front of my name. I don't have an all American or state champ title in front of my name. I just love the sport of wrestling. I love learning. And I always try to pick the brands of people that um, I look up to. And I think that's, one of the strengths of, of my coaching is, is that I don't – there's not one person that I can attribute my success to. You know, it comes from a, a variety of people because there are certain attributes that I think certain people have that have benefit, benefited me as a coach and as a leader. And that's one thing that I don't – one thing that I like to do when I walk into a wrestling camp is I want to walk in and I want to walk out, and I want to make a difference, whether it's the, every kid in that group or whether it's one person. I'll tell you what, one of the best examples that I've had recently was um, a, a lady down in Virginia in a small town in Richland, Virginia. She, she sent me a message, and she asked her son, you know, you went to all these camps and things, which one did you like the most? And her son mentioned my name, mine right away. And he talked about using a move that I taught him. And he won to stay title this year. Nice. Now, that to, me, to me, that, you know, it's not about me. It's about these kids. And it's about not seeing where they're at, but seeing their potential of where they could be. And sometimes you got to be willing to, you know, you got to be willing to take it places that they didn't even know exist. And, you know, sometimes that's a dark place.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hearing everything you're saying and, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I appreciate it all. If uh, there's a few of my wrestlers on listening tonight and, uh, it's funny cause you know, we're very like-minded, you know, and, and, um, uh, <clears throat> I dig it though, the small town atmosphere, uh, you know, uh, here in Missouri, some of the smaller towns around here, they're the most ferocious when it comes to wrestling, you know, and uh, um, you you get some hammers coming out of those little towns, you know, because that's all they do is wrestle, you know. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And then uh, what what I heard, you know, is, is, uh, putting all ego aside, uh, that you're, you know, willing to be open-minded enough to listen to others, you know, and, and learn and, and, uh, take from them and and then, you know, turn it into your own and share it. Uh, I love it. You know, that's, that's really, yeah. uh, Um, I think, That's, 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 uh, that's, that's my philosophy as well, is, uh, you know, is to to get around people, hopefully that know a whole lot more than I do, <laughs> you know, and and absorb what they have, you know, because um, that's, that's just being resourceful, I, I think, and I, I may be off on this, but, you know, like, even uh, uh, Bill Belichick, you know, he wasn't any kind of major huge NFL player but he's sure as heck is a darn good coach you know what I mean so um no I I love it because that's you're like using my own my own words about how it's just all about the kids you know getting them the best resources and uh, providing them the, the the best platform uh that's that's huge and you know uh, having having more coaches like yourself uh, you know in our in our community is is essential, you know. Well, at least um, I, 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 think, I, think,
1: uh, I think one thing too is the one thing that I obviously coach at a high school here that started four years ago and um, you know we just recently had a guy become a four time PA state placer and he's won the state title twice and he's getting ready to go to the university of Lehigh. And one thing about us is we don't have a wrestling room. So a lot of times when I go to these small towns, they don't have the funding or the resources to be able to compete with the bigger guys. Mm -hmm. And, but to me, the small towns is what, you know, are the foundation of wrestling. Wrestling's a blue collar sport. I mean, I understand that there's, you know, there's all types of people. It takes all types for the wrestling community to be successful. But when you get down to the, you know, the history part of it and the type of people that came out for wrestling, a blue collar, you know, they bring a lunch pail to work and, you know, going to get after it. And I think that's one thing that's very valuable to the state of Pennsylvania is we've always had a blue collar culture um, from the steel mills in Pittsburgh to the manufactories you know, out east to all those things. Played a, to coal mining played a huge part in the success of the state of Pennsylvania. And when I go to these small towns, you know, they're the same type of people. There's towns that have, you know, steel mills shut down or they've ran out of coal. And a lot of these towns, you know, going back in their history, they have a lot of tough wrestling. But one thing that I find though is that a lot of these towns keep themselves in a box and they're afraid to get out of it. But now a lot of these young people that are stepping into the coaching world are looking outside the box and starting to see what are, and starting to think, what do we need to do to compete with these bigger schools for us to be successful? And that's my job as a leader. I don't like using the word in charge because I feel like when you're in charge of something, that means you control everything. And... I feel like leading and being a leader is more the course I like to take. And as a leader, it's my job to find better resources, find ways to get creative for my kids to get better. That gets out of my comfort zone because sometimes I'm emailing people about technique. You know, hey, I know that you're doing a camp out here. Is it all right if I drive and show? you know, one time I, I drove a couple hours to see it because I wanted a technique I'd seen on video. I was like, I I gotta see this guy. I gotta see this guy teach this. And so I drove like three or four hours, spent the day there, drove three or four hours home because I needed to see it. You know, I'd watched it on video and I thought, wow, you know, but I wanted to pick his brain about it. You know, why did you do it this way? And that's, so one, th- I'll say this. I picked that. I picked that up, asking people questions. You know, why you do this? Why'd your hand go there? From my high school coach, Coach Waller, I, when he would bring clinicians in, he would tell them to do it like a hundred times, and he would say, "Hey, why do you, why do you pick? You know, why do you put your hand here? Why do you do this?" And they would explain it. You know, and you would, and you would break the move down to the smallest little detail. That would make the biggest difference in whether you got to take down or whether you got that set up. I
0: dig it. I totally dig it. That's um, <laughs> That's one of the things that we utilize in our uh, Our program is um, I call it link training where you know you imagine the whole uh, movement or, or, or the uh, technique or whatever it is, but that whole movement has all these little links, you know, uh, a part of that chain for it to to be a strong move. And uh, I, I, yeah, I love it. That's uh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool stuff. And I, I really like it. The fact that uh, you're bringing Pennsylvania wrestling camps to places that would have never had a wrestling camp or eaten and and never would have had anything, you know, remotely close uh, to Pennsylvania coming to, to uh, teach them. So that I think is a really high value proposition that, that you're providing uh, the wrestling community. And that's, you know, uh, coaches like us, uh, I I truly believe in, you know, I mean, correct if I'm wrong, but we're all about, you know, helping, helping uh, the, the, um, the community just get bigger and stronger. Right. So um, with that being said uh, you know, we're, we're on this lockdown and uh, so talking to a lot of coaches and also wrestlers and parents and it's it's like, what's going on? You know, everybody that I've talked to uh, and I'm going to say 99% of everybody on this call. Uh, would say, yeah, when the lockdown first started, uh, I was going pretty hard and heavy, you know, I was keeping up with things, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then as, as time progressed, well, so did our motivation. So did, so did you know, uh, our, our focus, you know, uh, also our goals. You know, it's like we've forgotten about all these things that we've, we've been working so hard for and I'm not saying everybody, but human nature, you know, we're, we're just, uh, this, this is throwing everybody off. I'm guilty of it myself. I, I, uh, I've been struggling to put together a program for my wrestlers, you know, uh, just because I am not in my element right now. I mean, I'm used to being around kids all the time, yelling at them and, and uh, you know, getting sweaty and having, having lots of fun. But, now we're locked down and if you could talk about you know uh this lack of motivation that uh you know from wrestlers to even coaches may have and what what are some tips that you might have
1: so um one thing that i read i when i first started become a head wrestling coach this was back in 2014 And I just finished my first season at the end of 2015. I sat down. We had eight guys on my wrestling team. And I sat down with those eight, well, five of them. There was five, four or five seniors, if I remember correctly. Yes, five seniors. And I sat down with them and I said, hey, look, I'm a young head coach. Where do you think I did well? Where do you think I didn't? And it all comes back to that part. That part right there changed my life. Because once I heard them talk, I went out and I bought a book called uh, "Extreme Ownership" by Jocko Wilnick, who led the not who's uh, who's a big, uh, big, you know big name out there, and he always talks about leadership. And so, I started reading his books. I started taking ownership of things, and a lot of people were like, "Well, what about ownership of things you don't have control of?" The things that I don't have control of, I don't take ownership for, but I take ownership for how I respond. Okay? So, obviously, I don't take ownership for this virus coming in here. But I will take ownership in, may, in trying to get as many workouts and trying to stay in collaboration with my athletes. And I always tell the my guys, I always tell them that motivation is fleeting. You know, there's a lot of people out there who wake up one day, you know, they watch a video, or, hey, you can lose weight in five easy steps. You know, you wake up, you get motivated. That might last a week or a month or, you know, just like in the gyms here in in January the 1st, they wake up, everybody's like, new goal, new year, you know, and they want to just, you know, get in and get out. And so I always talk about my kids and the people I go to in, in wrestling camps. I always talk about being driven. People who are driven have have a word I always use. I always use the word grit. If you ever um, read the book by her name's Angela Duckworth, she talks about the, mo- the most common trait of people who are successful is grit, being able to face adversity over a long period of time and keep on pushing. And so... Once I started doing that, then I started reading more of Jocko's books. And recently, the one that I just finished was uh, called *The Dictonomy of Leadership*. And he owns this company called Enchelon Front. And an Enchelon is a group, is a is a unit or a group in a disciplined or organized manner. There, and one thing that that's what wrestling is to me. You know, it's a unit or a group in a disciplined or organized manner, and we got to stay driven. So, what can I do to keep those young men and women driven throughout this whole time period? You know, obviously, there's a lot of things up in the air, there's a lot of things unknown. You know, we can't control certain variables, but you can control whether you're running, whether you're getting outside, whether you're getting your work done, whether you're getting sleep. There's a lot of things that my kid, because to me, it's not just to me, it's not just about being a wrestling coach, showing technique. It's about showing leadership skills. And I think that's one thing that I value the most is trying to teach my kids leadership skills more than anything because someday they're going to walk out into the real world and they, they're going to have to leave their families. They're going to have to lead their workplace maybe. Or, or maybe they'll work for somebody, And they'll be like, man, this leader, he's terrible, you know, and they'll have to figure out how to stay disciplined and figure out how to communicate, you know, to the higher-ups and say, look, this leadership isn't good here. And I think obviously there's a lot of different leadership styles. I understand that. But there's always main principles. And if you get away from those principles, then your leadership's going to go haywire. It's just like in wrestling, you know, there's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different techniques. There's a lot of this, but there's main principles in wrestling that you have to stick to. And if you don't, and if you get it completely away from those main principles in wrestling, it doesn't matter what techniques you're learning. You're not going to be able to perform at a high level. Okay. Well,
0: you know, that that's, uh, Really valuable information. Um, as you were speaking, I'm thinking, thinking to myself, man, I'm so guilty of uh, <laughs> needing to uh, kick myself in the butt, and you know, and <clears throat> you know, if, if there, you know, whoever's listening, hearing the the take ownership of how to respond. Uh, that's that's huge, you know, because uh, a lot of us are just not, um, not doing that, you know, we're, 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 well, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but what I have seen is, uh, you know, a type of victim mentality, you know, and, and just letting it, uh, really kind of define how things are. And that's not really how it has to be, you know, and I agree with you on that. Now, the, um, book you're talking about, uh, the new one the dichotomy of leadership is that what you said? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. Um I'm always about books. I love I love a good book. And uh <clears throat> you know what I'm hearing is really inspiring for me is um, you know teaching leadership skills versus being so focused on teaching <laughs> these things because these I mean these kids they all know how to wrestle anyways you know so it's not like um, that has to really I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know it has to be really a main focus, but uh, the teaching leadership skills that's a that's the life skill.
1: Yeah, so let me, you know let me get back to what I said there. you know obviously I can't take ownership of everything but and in, in how I respond. So this past season, my 160 pounders wrestling state finals, And, um, you know, he had three bad calls go his way. And every time he looked in the corner, his first thought was looking in the corner because he wanted to see how I was going to respond. Now, I could have kicked the chair, I could have hollered at the referee and things, but that's not what I'm teaching these kids. I'm teaching these kids to respond in an appropriate manner. And so, how I responded was keep wrestling because he has, because if he focuses, on, on all the chaos of everything going around him, he's not going to focus on scoring the next point or scoring the next takedown. And the same thing happened two years prior. He had lost in the regional finals. He had lost by a score of 10-1. to When he came off that map, we, we went in the back. Instead of me saying, you know, something like, man, he really beat you or this or that, my first response was in two weeks, You're gonna win this state title. And how and how's a coach and how I respond gives gives that a positive mindset or a or a or a mental breakdown right there. Okay. Instead of him focusing on that loss, he came back, you know, that Monday, what do I gotta do to beat the what am I gonna do to beat this kid? Instead of sitting there, man, I got my butt kicked, you know, let's just keep wrestling the first question asked was, what do I need to do to beat this kid? And, you know, two weeks later, he comes back, and he beats him 9-1 in the Pennsylvania State Finals. That's awesome. So, that that's what thats what I think a lot of people missed out on, is it's just like, oh, you know, he lost, He, you know, he owns it. Obviously, that's true, okay? I'm not, but he owns that loss. I'm not in control of the referee. He's not in control of the referee. But how I respond as a coach is how he's going to respond as a wrestler in the middle of that situation in the middle of that storm. And I think that's, a, that's, what comes, that's what happens in a match. That's why if you watch people who face adversity in the middle of a wrestling match of a bad call, if you look over in their corner and you see how their coaches respond, you're going to see how well their wrestler responds in that situation.
0: Man, that, that is so, so true. You know, because um, it's that transfer of emotion. You know, and and the wrestler, if they see coach over there losing losing his mind or you know going sideways, that doesn't that doesn't that definitely doesn't help the wrestler feel better. Um, Composure—that's uh, the word I wrote down—is is what I'm getting out of that. And um, you know, that's something I, I should practice uh, more of myself so so i appreciate you bringing that up um so you know we've got kids that are dying for uh, a workout you know not not just um a workout workout but you know wrestling you know because that's what we used to do 10 hours a week you know and now we don't get to do that so i mean if you could if you could throw a suggestion or two out there what what could you know, we be doing uh, either as individuals or as a group uh, to at least do something, you know, similar? Because, you know, we're not going to have wrestling mats at home, so we can't really do certain things. But, I mean, what what would you recommend?
1: Well, you know, that comes up to the individual and things like that. Um, You definitely got to get creative. Um, One thing that I see a lot of colleges do, and we did this in college, after runs and things, we would get a partner in a field and we'd work on takedowns. Now, obviously, we weren't shooting or penetrating, but there was a lot of pummeling. Um, there was a lot of different scenarios put into those situations. And I know that a lot of people do that as well. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of people doing stance. When you watch these videos of doing, people doing um, Facebook and doing workouts and things, you see guys doing stance and motion and things like that um and obviously too you obviously can't be on a wrestling mat yet so one thing that you can do i always as a as part of the mental game of wrestling um obviously from wrestling mindset um who i'm a mindset coach for as well we talk about finding videos of you know positions you feel you need to work on and obviously if you can grab a partner you know some some of the positions you work on you you can do it standing up in a grass field you can you know, do it in your living room or things. And obviously there's other times, positions and things. You can't do that. So you just got to get creative. Um, you know, I, I've heard stories of guys losing weight in airports. You know, they bust out the dine and they're going, waiting for the airplane 45 minutes on an airdyne in the middle of an airport, you know, cutting weight. Obviously, you know, not everybody's like that. But people that are driven are like that. People mm-hmm. – I think you gotta have a few screws loose to be really good in this sport, or at the top of, at the top of your game and anything. Um, it's just like it's just like you know in the UFC, you know Tony Tony Ferguson guy hops on scale. I made weight. Well, he's not even fighting, and this guy got down to weight. You know what? What's that? He's sending a message, like you know I'm ready to go. And you know a lot of us are sitting on the couch, just trying, you know eating potato chips just trying to figure out how we're going to get through the next day. And this guy's, this guy just made 155 pounds and he, and he's ready to go. You know, that's a different type of animal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely, I've, I've been around uh, a lot of uh, uh, elite athletes and uh, it, it's, they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely built differently. That's for sure. <clears throat> um, so, you know, uh, uh, across the country, everyone uh, is, you know, we're going to get out, out of this lockdown, uh, I think like in waves or whatever, you know, because of, of the severity of, of different locations. So uh, for those that get out sooner, you know, because uh, for, for, for our organization, you know, we wrestle year round. I mean, this was our, this is our freestyle and Greco season right now. That's getting wrecked, you know, and uh, it's my favorite time of the year, really. Cause it's, it, to me it's the more exciting matches but uh you know what's the what's in your mind what's the transition look like you know do we ease back into things do we jump right back in you know get just you know like we didn't stop uh, are we going to be taking precautions you know uh how should we practice you know what's well here here's what I would do and I
1: always and I always tell people this I'm a big – see, this is one thing that I'm a huge fan of, and I think that it um, benefits me well, obviously not being a big-name guy, is I always try to focus on smaller groups and smaller camps Um, because your retention rate gets better when you focus on smaller groups and one-on-one time. Um, If you're looking – You know, obviously, you got to follow, you know, whatever precautions you have to medically brought down by the CDC, your governor, USA Wrestling and things. But as a coach, I would take small steps in bringing everybody together. Um, I would would do small groups first, and I would focus on certain things, you know, whatever they may be. Um, Obviously, if we could do freestyle, you know, you obviously – you know, Fargo hasn't been locked out yet, but if that does come, then obviously we don't have a freestyle season. So you'll have to... But the first thing I would focus on, you know, whether it's freestyle or, or, um, or folk style, I don't know too much about Greco, so I can't speak on it. I think it's a great thing. So if you're a Greco guy, you know, you can focus on upper body, obviously. But as a freestyle and folk style guy, I think the most important thing is takedowns. Um, I think those that are number one is the hardest thing to learn is taking a guy down. Um, I think the hardest, the hardest, every camp that I do and I always start out in my practice too, is I always throw my kids in the fire. Okay. I don't care if you're the first year guy, I don't care if you've been wrestling 12 years. So I put them like, I, my first position I do, I'll be like, look, we're doing a double-A, okay? You know, most people start out and they'll say, hey, look, we're going to do penetration steps, stand some things. No, I believe throwing my kids in the fire right off the bat, okay? Because with a first-year tutor, who doesn't know anything, I need to find out, is he willing to do whatever it takes at that moment to win? I need to find out, is he willing to take a hit to the mouth? Is he willing to take that shot to the face and figure out how to finish the shot? Because if he does, then I know I got a dog in a fight. But if he's the type of kid that will turn his face, then he's the type of guy that's going to, when it gets hard, he's going to tuck tail and run. And I do this for the whole practice. I put him in every position I think of. So I start backwards. Obviously, I instruct in front, and I say, look, you're going to have this knee down. And I walk around and make sure kids are in good position. Because to me, the hardest part in wrestling is finishing. Because guys are afraid to take the hit. They they get nervous about being in certain spots. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put him in the fire. I want to see if, if he's got the mentality to be a wrestler. And a lot of times you'll find out that if a kid has a mentality to be a wrestler, you can teach him anything. I, I honestly believe that. Because if he's not afraid take the hit and, you know, figure out on his own, how are going to be willing to do it?
0: Man, I love that. <clears throat> when you are <clears throat> excuse me, when you were talking about it, I was imagining it, you know, because I've, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it firsthand where, yeah, you have some kids that are like, whatever, do do what? Okay, boom, and they just go, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, good, you know, and then you've got those other kids who are like, all. Oh, Whoa, whoa, you know, uh, I don't want, you know, uh, very reluctant and and, uh, testing their grit, evaluating their toughness, you know, that's, that's, that's legit. I like it a lot because that uh, uh, um, really kind of plays into the mindset that, you know, that you were mentioning earlier, because when you can see where the, where the kid's at right off the bat, then at least, you know, what you're working with too. Um. Good information for sure. Now, another thing.
1: I mean, if is, not, now obviously everybody has their own style, and obviously everything. And I understand. I that. love it.
0: No, I, I love. Yeah, I love it. That's I. You know, I, I'm always uh, doing what you what you're saying that you do is uh, doing whatever I can to learn. You know, and you, you can pick up what you want and leave what you don't want, and that's something that I I'm gonna test that one out right off the bat as soon as we. Can. <laughs> You
1: know, period, Johnny. No, because I I think – because here's the thing. Even with older wrestlers, guys who are veterans, they still have a hard time finishing. And I think finish – I think the hardest thing personally in folk style wrestling is – in the highest level of folk style wrestling is finishing. And I've heard other – I've heard top coaches say that too, that it's harder to finish in college. It's harder to finish in college wrestling than it is on the international level. It's harder to get to the leg on the international level, though, because mm. guys stay in such good position.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's human chess. Um, and
1: I think, it, it, and, it's, it's, and I think in youth wrestling, especially, the scariest thing for a little kid to do is to let go of the lock on a leg, because their dad's screaming, "Finish, finish, finish!" and they don't want to get give up on that leg. Meanwhile, they should be letting go.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a there's the at the youth uh, level, there's a unfortunately, uh, there can be a lot of confusion for those little guys because you know they're getting coached from all different directions and um, but yeah, that's uh, the the finish is is definitely I I didn't really think about that uh, going from the different levels of college to to, uh, the Olympic levels um, of you know actually uh, uh, finishing the, the shots. Um, but that I'm going I'm to have to definitely pay more attention to that. Um, for for uh, coming up, I was actually talking to another coach about that today is, you know, tournaments uh, this summer. Like you even just mentioned Fargo, you know. So now what? You know, I mean, we've got these tournaments and dates, if you want to call them that. Uh, how do we even goal set for those? You know, what what do we do? See,
1: here's the thing that I tell my kids now. um, And I've talked to a lot of parents about this. Obviously, you don't know the the next day to your big tournament. So the only thing that you should focus on is getting better daily. Um, Because you never know when you're going to – you know, Carter McGregor always says, I'd never get ready. I I stay ready. Yes. And so that's got to be the mentality right now for a lot of people – is to just stay ready because I guarantee you as soon as somebody gets that call, there's going to be a tournament, you're going to see people flocking there about a thousand.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've uh, I, 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 get a kick out of it because I'm on a lot of uh, wrestling, uh, forums or groups, uh, on Facebook and I'm, yeah, especially the youth ones, you know, <laughs> uh, where when the parents start chiming in and, and, um, sharing how they feel you know it's it's just it's it's comical um because you know i mean it, it's tearing me apart don't get me wrong i i i can't stand uh not not uh i can't stand not being on the mat and being around the kids uh so you know it's it's definitely affecting us all that's for sure
1: well here here's here's my thought on it i think we're going to see a a big change in wrestling out of this and i'm not just talking about you know the, the change in scenery, the change that we do tournaments and things like that, there's going to be a huge difference in a way that kids wrestle. Um, obviously during this time, there's a lot of one-on-one instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people in basements. There's a lot of one instruction and the better are going to get be- The best are going to get better. And, you know, there's a lot of creativity going on right now. In somebody's wrestling room right now in their basement, they're like, hey, let's try this. You know, I've been thinking about this position right here. Let's try this. And it's going to keep getting it, and it's going to keep changing, and it's going to keep, you know, getting back. That's why I think we're going to see a different breed of wrestler, and we're going to see a different newer techniques develop out of this time period. I mean, there's – I guarantee you – I know for myself, I've studied a lot of technique – you know, and I'm watching a lot of uh, techniques on video and things. And I'm sitting there taking notes. Well, what happens if we try it this way? How could I implement this into my wrestling program and things like that? So as somebody who always wants to get better, the better are going to get better. And, you know, the kids who don't want to get better are obviously really going to get left behind. And, you know, we already, I've, me personally across the country, I already see a big, huge gap in wrestling. Um, it's even here in Pennsylvania. There's the higher levels, and then there's the real low levels. We're having very few people who are in the middle of, you know, being them 500 wrestlers, just tough kids who just come out, you know. Now it's either you either wrestle all year or you only wrestle six months, and there's a huge gap between those wrestlers.
0: Yeah, what, what's uh, concerning me um, – now you you know mention that is uh there are some wrestlers out there that you know when they're on their game man they're good wrestlers you know um but because of this this lockdown or you know whatever you want to call it uh they're doing less than the minimum to even stay conditioned you know and what's that going to look like when the season starts back up <clears throat> you know um in fact, what would you recommend? You know, let's kind of take a look ahead and uh, pretend that, you know, maybe life's some, somewhat back to normal. Um, what are some key elements that you utilize uh, to get a wrestler to the next level or uh, help maintain uh, their grind if they're a higher level wrestler? but giving them still, uh, uh, you know, ways to achieve a higher level of performance?
1: You know, that's a good question. You know, obviously, you know, I come from a smaller program, you know, just started four years ago. Nobody's ever wrestled in the town I coach at except for myself. I think there's Man, one I other that. Man, I love that. and that's cool. He, he's uh, – he's. I think there's one of Our dad at the youth program. His son's coming up in the middle school program. He wrestled – um as well, so obviously as a team, you know you got to coach everybody you know that's my goal as a coach, my goal is to coach everybody okay um one thing that's special about Pennsylvania is within a twenty probably forty five minute radius of our high school in any direction, there's a division one all american Division one national champ or you know a high level guy who's who has a club so that's where my guys – I know that those guys that are really high level, my goal is to get them in shape and to get them mentally ready to wrestle and to trust that, they, that I know the technique and what's happening in the match. Okay? That's what leadership is. It's relationship. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. And so I have to my, – my main common goal is develop a good relationship with everybody. And that doesn't just include my wrestlers. I have to do my best with the parents, administration my staff that's in there. I have to develop good relationships and they have to, and I got to keep people motivated because I got to get creative in how I'm doing things. You know, obviously there's techniques where you instruct and then you got to, you got to walk around the room and you got to say, Hey, look, you know, I know that you, you've been working on this position and things. And but I think you should try this. I think, you know, you got to get kids, you got to keep the highest level guys interested. You got to keep them coming back to the room. But you also have to make sure that the, the first year wrestler is learning instruction. Um, You know, you have to become creative in how you teach. You got to be creative in how you maybe. I don't have a wrestling room, so I don't, I don't have the ability to split the room. Um, if I could, I would, you know, and you just got to get creative, man. Uh, you know, everybody has a different style. Everybody has a different philosophy. And I always tell people, you know, does your philosophy work for your program? Yes. Stick with it. You know, your philosophy might not work for me and that's okay, but everybody's got a job to do. You know what I mean? And it's like in a wrestling community, you know, you hear people ask this question all the time. What's the best camp for my kid to go to? And I always tell people the same answer. What are you looking for your kid to get out of? Because every camp offers something different. Are you looking for more one-on-one retention? Are you looking for a team camp where he can be a part of the team? Are you looking for an intensive camp? Do you feel he needs to wrestle live more? Do you feel he needs to, you know, Um, drill more? Do you feel he needs to see a certain wrestler? You know, there's all types of camps across the country and you have to find what works best for you. And as a parent, you have to say, well, you have to have open communication with your kid. That's the biggest thing I think that people miss out on, even as wrestling coaches, as part of leadership is having communication with your athletes. Okay. My top, my top wrestler, he's not very vocal, but he's a leader in the room because he leads by example. That's his leadership style. And he would always you know, he would have an open conversation with me and say, Look, I, I think we should try this. Now obviously he's an eighteen year old kid. If I was a person in charge, <laughs> I would be like, No, it's my way or the highway. But that's not what leadership is. You know what I mean? Right. Leadership right. is 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 you know, the dichotomy of leadership is is saying, hey, look, you're the head of the team as a student. What do you think I need to do for these kids to get better? And, you know, we have that conversation. And I try to have that communication with all the guys on my team as much as possible. Some of them are more vocal. Um, there's a lot of people who say I'm not approachable person, but I really am, you know. And um, it's kind of funny. Everybody thinks this. Everybody thinks all I can talk about is wrestling, but you know there's a lot more to me than that i I enjoy reading books on psychology I enjoy reading books on leadership I enjoy reading books on a lot of different athletes and I listen to a lot of podcasts and um I'm actually very big in i won't get into this but i'm i av- i'm obviously uh very big into politics I have a bachelor's degree in political science but um so I enjoy politics i just Don't you know? I got my own personal views, whatever. That doesn't do it, you know. Doesn't anything like that. But there's a lot of skills that I learn from others, and I always tell my. Obviously, I know every kid in my room doesn't want to wrestle in college, so I always tell them. Here's what I want you. Here's what I tell the kids, all the time, and we have this conversation. And I hope some of them do it. I hope that they get on there and. I always say, Hey, look, what do you enjoy? You know, some of my kids, my one young man, he enjoys playing guitar. So I told him, I said, Hey, who's the best guitarist? You know, who's your favorite guitarist? It's so-and-so. Well, what kind of, what kind of attributes does he have? Do you like about him? Okay. Well, he works hard. He, you know, he jumps on stage and things like that. Okay. And I always tell people, you know, pick things from different people to help you build you know, as a person and, and, and it correlates to wrestling too, because, you know, they might say, well, it works hard. Well, you can work hard here in wrestling. You know, the skills that you take from wrestling, you can take for the rest of your life.
0: Right. No, that's uh, wrestling has definitely changed my life. And just uh, to give everybody a heads up, we got seven minutes left. We've been, we've been having a great conversation. So I wanted to just chime in real quick, guys. Uh, If anybody has any questions Um, I want to go ahead and open that up uh, for just a couple minutes here. So shoot that into the chat box if you do have any questions. Um, Let's see. Also uh, –
1: Obviously, we're on Facebook Live. Is there 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 chats there? I mean, is there questions um, there?
0: Let's see. Yeah, we've got uh, – we just got a couple people saying hi to you and uh, saying keep up the good work. Um, but I wanted to ask you coach, uh, you know, if, if, uh, there's anything coming up that you wanted to talk about, do you have, uh, any, uh, seminars, any, uh, camps, anything at all that you'd like to mention?
1: Um, you know, one of the biggest things right now is I'm taking this one day at a time. Um, obviously I work for wrestling mindset. So if your team is looking for a way to get creative and get a mental edge, um, Wrestling Mindset right now is offering a free virtual session for your team. And you can contact me at um, walkinstrained at gmail.com or send me a Facebook message and I'll send you to the website and give you the appropriate contact so that we can get that set up for your team um, to get that mental edge obviously during this time of quarantine, you know, you keep hearing the same voice all the time on zoom and things, you get a little bored and it sounds monotonous. Um, and one thing that, uh, that I looking forward to is, you know, this summer, I'd like to, you know, finish up and get all the remaining States that I have, um, and, you know, get them out of the way because, uh, my goal right now is once I finish all fifty states, I'm I'm looking to make a transition of, I'm bringing my of building a wrestling room, and um, I got this uh, I got this unique theory on how I'm gonna do it, and um, you know what I think it needs, and I I want to change the way that uh, wrestling is viewed. I always think outside of the box. You know, a lot of people always you know think about looking at wrestling coaches and things, and I do that as well. But a lot of things that I, a lot of people I look to are people that I'm interested in. Um there's a guy out there, he's a he's a under armor uh sponsored endurance runner and bow hunter named Cameron Haynes. Um there's another guy by the name of David Goggins. Um, you know, I look to that guy all the time. There's always people who are out of the ball and I think that's one thing that I do as a small town guy is I enjoy hunting, fishing, um, guns and you know, doing things outdoors. So I always try to find people who are interested in that, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, I look forward to get back on the road here, but obviously, you know, if you want to contact me, feel free to any time, you know, I'll respond. So I, I think we have a question.
0: Yeah. What would, uh, what would be the best exercise for wrestlers during quarantine to stay in good condition to roll right back into things when this is over? We've
1: got four minutes. Um, well, here's what I do. I, I suggest doing things that you find hard, exercises that you hate. And a lot of people are like, why would I do that? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've learned from a lot of tough athletes that suffering, you know, brings out greatness. And right now, we're, to me, this quarantine is a breeding ground for greatness to, to come out on top because people are going to find ways to get creative with their wrestling. They're going to get creative in their workouts. So I think that, um, you know, doing things that you hate, um, probably you probably dislike burpees and pull-ups. I suggest doing a lot of those and, and, and find something that's going to push you every day. um, You know, and you don't even need a whole lot to find a way to get better. Like I said, find the hardest things that, um, you know that you dislike. You know, find a way to make yourself suffer for you know an hour. You know, somebody I, out there's I, always got it worse.
0: So, I uh, I've got uh, some trenches in my backyard that need to be dug. So I'll be hitting my wrestlers up. And what yeah, there
1: you have. go. Yeah, good. Nobody likes picking up a shovel. <laughs> <man. laughs>
0: yeah, I got pickaxes and shovels. I got I picked up uh, and I gotta wrap this thing up here. But I picked up uh, complacency or greatness is gonna come out of this lockdown. You know, it's either they're, they're complacent. Or uh, we're getting innovative and uh, you know getting after it and, and doing some things outside of the box. Uh, well, uh, next week we are going to have uh, Iowa Wrestling Hall of Fame coach uh, Daryl Weber, uh, also the owner of uh, Textile Wrestling. He's he's got a laundry list of things that uh, he's. Oh yeah, he got.
1: great guy. He's Yeah, he's, he is. I read his emails every day.
0: He's he's a pretty he's a pretty great guy. Um, <clears throat> And I just wanted to uh, thank you, Buck, for jumping on with us. It's, it's been great. Uh, I have picked up a lot. Uh, you've definitely given me some things to think about, uh, def- uh, and also uh, some things that I'm going to be uh, implementing into our organization. Um, that's, you know, where I, I truly believe you and I are, are very like-minded. Um, you know, I used to be a Cub Scout uh, den leader And one of the things that I always taught the kids was, you know, be resourceful. And uh, so I'm always looking for different resources. And that's, that's why we're doing this coach's corner thing because I just couldn't figure it out all on my own, you know, and guys like you are just uh, sharing all kinds of valuable information. Uh, Just real quick uh, to wrap it up. I've got one question here from Jacob. What do you recommend to help making the workouts less repetitive since we've been doing the same things? for over a month. So I think, okay. uh, go ahead. One thing that I would do
1: is um, I always tell people, you know, put a timeline on what you want to change. Um, I always suggest three to three or six weeks, change up your workouts. Um, you can always find different things. Um, if you're a body weight person, um, you know, you can always good. one thing about one thing at, it's helpful now is the use of technology before we wouldn't have been able to do all this. You know, right. if we're back in 1990, we wouldn't have been able to do all this. And I think, you know, I, I hear people complain about all these millennials, you know, this, that, no, it, it, my personal thing is that there's a lot of tough people. It's just, we got some bad, there's a lot of bad leadership right now. And, you know, if, if you can't figure you know, I've liked these kids who question a lot of things that I do. Because it's funny, because every day, you know, one of my wrestlers would come in the weight room, and he'd be like, what are we doing? I'd be like, getting better. And now, you know, there's a younger group, there's a younger group that comes in, and they'll be like, hey, coach, what are we doing today? And all my older kids respond, getting better.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's cool. That's, you know what that's, I mean?
1: Uh, I mean, it's yeah. short and simple, and it's right to the point, so... Find, you know, if you're getting monotonous workouts, you know, tell yourself, well, look, I'm going to do something different. Instead of running a mile, run five. I don't know. Find something. Get creative with it. Find find people that um, that you think that are, you know, pretty good at workouts and things. You can always find on Google. That's the thing about, you know, wrestling and technology right now is workouts.
0: Yeah, you can always find something different. That's for sure. Well, hey, Coach, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's, it's been a pleasure. Um, we're, we're, gonna, we're streaming live on Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and end that now. And, uh, again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, thank you to everybody who joined us tonight, and we will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir.